the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For me, it's not about it's not about what my colleagues in Congress have to say. It's about the American people. It's about 75 million Trump voters that uh, the majority of them know the election was stolen. That audio cut is what can get you in trouble with Silicon Valley. Welcome to episode 46 for the continuing battle. For 1600 with my good friend Boris Epstein, former strategic advisor to the Trump campaign, former special assistant to the Trump administration, and me, your co-host, Sebastian Gorka, host of America First. This is breaking news. I don't even know if the Baron knows, but we have been suspended from YouTube. You have? We have. For a week. We have been. We are in the sin bin. What what did you do? Not what we did. What Congressman Green did. That little audio clip. Oh. She was on my show 12 days ago. Okay, 12 Some, days ago. Somebody mm. went back, listened mm. to our show, reported us to the, the Gruppenführers in Silicon Valley. And that clip where she said, they told us, YouTube told us, where she said that the majority of Trump voters know the election was stolen is against, you, this is quote, against YouTube's disinformation and scam policies. Therefore, we are suspended for a whole week. Despite the fact that I thought we had a First Amendment in America. I wanted to ask your response, Baron. What do you think? That's just, it's just a congresswoman, newly elected, that's all, on a live radio show. Well, here's what's happening in America. <laughs> Here's what's happening in America. First of all, uh, I've been out of town for a few days. Just got back into town. And the continued military presence in the swamp in Washington, D.C. Tell our listeners. It literally feels like Baghdad. It is not, it's still there. It is, not just, it is not just the barriers. There's barbed wire. Razor wire. Razor wire. Exactly. There's razor wire around the Senate and the House buildings. There's... There, there's members of the military. 7,000 still in D.C. Fully armed. Yeah. And and the streets are quiet. Nothing's going on. It's eerie. So Washington, D.C. is occupied by the military right now. Okay? Conservatives are not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to say anything. Okay? And apparently, conservatives, regular Americans... People who are working hard day in, day out, and are not owners of multi-billion dollar hedge funds, can't buy stocks that they want. <laughs> We're talking about that. So let, let, That's let, where we are. And it's real quick, back to YouTube. Yeah. 
it is absolutely unconscionable that the the response from big tech to conservatives talking about election fraud, voter fraud, has been to try and silence us. They did not do that to Nancy Pelosi in 2017. For four years. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember? Because you're a media guy. Can you remember any YouTube channel, any show that was suspended or deleted because they talked about the hoax of Russian collusion, which is which is real disinformation? Can you remember one that was... No. CNN didn't get deplatformed. None MSNBC of didn't get deplatformed. All the all the far lefties didn't get deplatformed for talking about Nancy Pelosi said our election was hijacked. Yes, in twenty seventeen, and, and, and Schiff said I've seen the evidence. Still hasn't shown it to anybody. Where's the tinfoil? Where's the tinfoil? Where's <laughs> get the tinfoil? Yeah, get that where's that on? So so let let's um, let's share with our listeners and yes. our viewers, guys. If you are listening, we are on Rumble. Uh, we are live streaming on Facebook. Uh, until we get back on YouTube, if we do, go to our alternative site. They love the First Amendment. They, we've already got, I think, 400,000 subscribers. Rumble.com uh, slash Seb Gorka. That's rumble.com slash S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. All the segments, all the interviews from our radio show, this podcast will be on Rumble as well. Also, the radio show is available 24 7 the live stream video is available on our webpage sebgorka.com that's s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a sebgorka.com let me share with you because as somebody who um managed to escape uh, post-soviet russia i think you'll appreciate well this. they also clamped down on free speech yeah but you know the big difference you yes. know the big difference there they had pravda they had Izvestia, they had the state propaganda organs and there you had to lie, otherwise you'd get punished and go to the gulag. Here, seeing it on YouTube, nobody's got a gun to their head. You know, Brian Stelty isn't isn't at, at risk of going to the gulag. He's, he's he doing can, it. He can lie and make things up all he wants. He's doing it willingly. Right. It's a big difference. Right. So here, here's what YouTube told me. They said, oh, once you're back up, this isn't a problem. You can have people come on, like congresswomen and say there were problems with the election, but if they say anything of that nature, and remember, this is a live radio show, Boris. It's live. Okay? Right. They said to us, you must instantly put a chyron, a ticker tape chyron, on the bottom of the screen that says, the Associated Press or Reuters disagrees with this assessment. Is that amusing? In a live radio show. What it is is it's exactly, perfectly reminiscent of 1984. It is. Right. That's what we're living in. Right. That's what we're living in. That's what, and by the way, you know what I'm dealing with right now? No. I'm dealing with the fact that there's deplatforming, and a deplatforming, we'll talk about this later, as you said, it literally goes on from media to finance. It is all over the spectrum. That is what we're, that is what we're dealing with. So I, we, we, and we, the American people are pissed. We, we, They're not happy. I, I think we have a different take of what happened in the last 24 hours, but we can talk about it in, 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 a, in a, a spirit of openness and collegiality. I tweeted out the following today because my son's been on Robin Hood for months. Right. And he is so, you know, I can't tell you how many Saturday mornings I spent hours in front of the GameStop <laughs> waiting for my son, you know, to get the latest Star Wars game or whatever. So, yeah, GameStop is well familiar to me. 
And he's been trading and buying and being super happy following this thing. And then what happens? The story is the following. The big hedge funds were shorting GameStop, saying it's a brick and mortar, it's dying, and we're going to bet that it's going right. to crash. Um, a subreddit on Reddit called Wall Street Bets yeah. allegedly made up a lot of, you know, kids who grew up going to GameStop said, this is bad. We don't want to short it. We're going to buy it and we're going to, through our actions, not inflate, we're going to pump up the price. Instead of 20 bucks, it's going to be 300 bucks a share. And the hedge funds, especially Citron. Citadel. Uh, Citron as well. Citron. Lost their underwear. Right. I mean, literally 7 billion, boom, gone like that because they, they, they bet short and the stock went in the opposite direction. Now... In the last 12 hours, the big, big established hedge funds are saying this is a problem. The non-commissioned traders like Robin Hood should not be allowed to do this. I think out of self-preservation of some quasi-cartel, but you came in here angry at Robin Hood. Explain. Well, it all goes together. So we okay. actually think we, we agree. And also, I'm a registered representative. I'm, I'm, a, I have an, I'm an investment banker. So, with full disclosure. A, a disclaimer, full disclosure. Right. Uh, this, this, is, this, this is your bailiwick. This is not investment advice by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> right. And I do own the stocks we're talking about. So, I own AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia, and GameStop. Good. Okay? So, I own Thank you. I miss, I miss my BlackBerry. Right. Honestly. I do, too. That's why. That's why <laughs> so, here's the issue. You know, stock trading goes back a long way in this country. Right? A really long way. Right, almost the founding of this country. And it is supposed to be a free market because we are a country of free markets, right? right? So, And you are supposed to buy and sell and be able to short stocks as much as you want. And so, and, you Explain know, to those who aren't financial, right. what is shorting? I was going to say that. So buying is you buy a stock and you bet that it's going to go up, okay? You're investing in that company by buying its stock. Exactly. You're right. investing in a company... You're, right. invest, you're investing in a fund, and you expect it to do better, right. okay? You believe Coca-Cola is going to do better than it does today? You buy the stock, you think it's going to go up. Selling the stock, you think it's a, a, a company is not going to go anywhere further, or you've done pretty well, you sell the stock, you take the money. Shorting the stock means that you're betting for it to go down. Betting for it to go down. You, bo you effectively borrow the stock, and then at one point, you have to cover your short. You have to actually buy it. But then you're hoping that what you borrowed it at, say it's at $10, then it goes down to 5 You buy it at 5 you just make 5 bucks. You see what I'm saying? You borrow it at a 10 On the expectation. On the expectation, it'll go down, and right. then you'll have to buy it at 5 That's the short. But then if it starts going up, then you have to cover your short. You have to keep paying for it because it's it's a, it's an option, right? right. So you have to pay for it. And, then, you know... This is getting a little more complicated, but there's other, there's ports, there's, 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 um, um, so some big hedge funds that. Yeah. thought that AMC, the the biggest movie theater chain in the world, that GameStop were Black going Berry, to Nokia, Black, right. were going to tank, and they bought these. They bought. They, they short shorted options. them. They shorted them. So right. so they're shorting the stock. They're betting, and as the, as the stock goes down, they make money. Okay. So then Americans got together and said, you know what, we believe GameStop's a good company. And let's explain what Robin Hood is. Robin Hood is this uh, commission, uh, commissionless trading platform right. where you don't even, you're not really buying the stock. It, it, you're, you're kind of buying it, but not really at the time you're buying it. Technically, I, well, technically, you're not, you're not actually buying it at the time. You don't own it. 
They do, right? Robin Hood sort of owns it and kind of Robin lo- Hood owns it, right? Kind of loans it to, but but the tech, but the the impact is the same because and and the a stock price that's an important thing. The stock price goes up if the stock is being bought more, right? Right? It's supply and demand. It's supply and demand. More, more it's people, popular. Exactly. People want it. Price goes up. Price goes up. People are selling right. it. Price goes, goes down. down. Right? So because of what happened on the Reddit, because of regular Americans. Going in and saying, and they didn't want to, you know, there's a negative term out there called pump and dump, right? You mm-hmm. pump up the stock artificially, then you dump it. That's not what's happening in my in my estimation. What's happening is you've got the American people who, who look at these companies and, you know, I think GameStop is shorted too much. There's yeah. called a, a short overhang. You know, it's too negative. Right. It's, being de- it's being depressed too much. Fine. And then they're, you know, and, and then so the stocks started being bought. People are going up. And then the biggest, Melvin Capital, Citadel, which is a big, big fund, uh, the others, as you mentioned, they said, well, Robinhood's got a, sh- they got Robinhood effectively, and I don't know how it happened, I'm not inside Robinhood, there's already a lawsuit that's already been filed today wow. in the Southern District of New York. Robinhood said, because of the trading, the volatility of trading, we are going to prohibit people from buying these stocks, from buying GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry. And... If that is not clear-cut stock manipulation, I don't know what is. And whether it's Robinhood's fault or it's the fund's fault, Robinhood's the one that's pushing the button saying you can't buy it. Now, you can still sell it so you can help the shorts. shorts. You can help the stock go down, but you can't buy it. All right, so here, this latest piece of information was new to me as you came into the studio. But I still look at the overall story as really reflexive of the last five years in America. Absolutely. Because for me, the, 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 the subreddit guys who are nostalgic for this brick-and-mortar right. computer game store really took on the big boy hedge funders sure. in Wall Street. And for me, that's another facet of MAGA versus establishment. 100%. Okay, good. Good, good, good. 100%. So, so let me go to the next. I'm all in. Listen, for me, I bought the stock this morning. <laughs> so let me go to the next level. I think this is huge. Huge. Forget about the culpability of Robin Hood for what they did today. The, the, the dynamic of the little guy being pissed at the big guy. Goliath. Right. And, 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 and really the slingshot whacking him in the middle right. of the forehead. Right. Because that's what I, we, we have, according to, to, to listening to Rush today, there's $70 billion worth of short liability amongst the hedge funds. Yeah. $70 billion. Now, that changes economies. I mean, that, that, is a, that, is, that can well, impact the fundamentals. Because what a hedge fund is, is they hedge. Right. And part of the way they hedge is they look at companies they think are going to do well, and others they, they think won't, or they want to not do well, and then they depress them right. with these shorts. Now, you know, I've been in the investment banking business a long time, more companies, so we adv- you know, advise companies who need to raise capital to grow, true American business, right? I've, and then, you know, obviously, as any of us do, we've got a retirement, whatever. I've always believed in investing, and, and you know, somebody will come through and say, oh, well, you've got this fund that does shorts. Fine. But, you know, I'm not an investor. That's who, not your goes, thing. That's not, you know, I, I have someone do that, right. right? I believe that that the reason to invest is to bet on the is to bet on the growth, mm-hmm. is to bet on optimism. Normally. Is to bet on the American economy, right? right? And It's and, not the uh, Michael Douglas Wall Street crash them no, to make money. Exactly. Right. Yeah, greed is good, right? right? 
the issue here is exactly as you put it, my friend. It's exactly as you put it. You've got MAGA, Make America Great Again, which is you know an interesting mix of libertarianism, libertarianism and populism, right? Yeah. It's yeah, standing yeah, up yeah, for yeah. Americans. Yeah, it's yeah. standing up. You know, Steve Bannon calls it national populism. Well, you could call it a lot of different uh, things. No, he, he calls it economic nationalism. It's interesting. Right. Economic nationalism. And, it's, and, and really, what the, if you think about what President Trump ran on, it's putting America first, putting our manufacturing first, putting regular Americans first. Working class guys. Working class guys. The guys Americans working first. on the XL pipeline. Exactly. Right? Who need their jobs. Who need their investments? Who need their their retirements? And it is exactly them versus the system. Yeah. And the big big hedge funders think of them as the swamp. That that yeah, they're sort of the swamp in New York. Think of them as the establishment. Yeah. And it's President Trump and us, right. the American people, versus the establishment. Remember, think of those inaugural address. You will never be left behind. Yeah. That's what he talked about. The forgotten about. men and women. So exactly. this is really your territory. And, and tell me if I'm just being Pollyannish or, or I'm missing something. Because MAGA and Trump, especially for guys like us, was really a political thing um, or could be packaged as solely political. With Robin Hood, with Citron, with GameStop, with the hedge funds versus the little guys, we're seeing an aspect of, of that tension, of that dichotomy, enter a field which isn't ostensibly political, right? Whether or not I want to save a company I'm nostalgically interested in or whether I want to short it really isn't obviously about MAGA versus swamp in, in classic terms. So what I'm saying is this event, this particular event, could could wake up people to the broader implications of let, whatever you want to call it, economic populism, the forgotten men and women. I think is this is an interesting intrusion of what we live every day onto many other platforms. It's I agree with you. And I think what it is, is it's a distilling, a cutting through. Because what's capitalism at its core, what Adam Smith it's, it's economics. It's finance. Right. Right. It's free opportunity. It's free, Functioning of incentive. free markets. Exactly. Right. Right. And what you have right now is a complete skewing of incentives. Yes. You have a skewing of the market. Right. Because, by the way, the big hedge funds, they can still buy. Yeah. They right. can still buy right. or sell or do whatever right. they want. Right. right. But it is the everyday America, the forgotten men and women, the younger kids who are now you know, trading in stock. Who are not able to. So what I want to say is I agree with you. And I what I think is in an interesting way, in an interesting time, right? Because think about where we are, right? Biden's inaugurated the city that Washington, D.C. is locked out. It looks like a war zone. <laughs> right. And a war never happened in my <laughs> right, right, right. No, thankfully, there's no rubble. Right? Right. Just completely just troops. Right. Looks like a, you know what it looks like? It looks like a high security prison. Yeah. Or the Berlin Wall. Very scary. Right? Looks very, Guards, very scary. fences, razor wire. So if you look at all that, and then you you see this economic financial upheaval, what it suggests to you is that we're getting to the core of the issue, the core of the issue of what is MAGA? MAGA yeah. is America first, the people first, and really, you can't have the people if they're not able to make themselves better economically. So um, we'll move on to, to Biden in a second. Who? <laughs> 
The guy who can't put his pen in his jacket pocket. Oh, look, did I just put my pen in my jacket pocket? Oh, I should be president. Did you know? Did you see that video? That they vaccinated 300, they're going to vaccinate 300 Americans by the summer. 300? That's what Joe how, Biden how told come? us. How many? That's 300. Three. We're going to be able to vaccinate 300, 300 Americans. And don't forget. If you govern by executive order, you're a dictator. He said that last year. You know that. Right. Well, he's got a pen. What? Does he have a phone? I <laughs> remember, Obama. <laughs> I got a pen and a phone. Let, let, let me, one last question. And I, I'm really glad that I've got you here to talk about this. So, you know, as a MAGA guy, I love the idea that the small guy can pick up a phone with a super simple app with a cool name called Robin Hood and start doing stuff that, 20 years ago would have been impossible, right? However, I'm not a big fan of Steve Jobs. There's something a little bit quirky about him. But I watched an interview with him yesterday on Newsmax where he said this whole Robin Hood, AMG, AMC, everything else. Steve Jobs? Sorry, Steve, uh, Steve Forbes. Oh, okay. Always do that. Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes said, you know, the man, this is will presage a market collapse. He actually said that. Now, here's my issue. And as an insider, I love the idea of, of liberating trading, whatever you want to call it. But when I look at the share value, not just of GameStop, which is a brick-and-mortar store, they want to try and become the Netflix, but they're far away from becoming the Netflix of gaming. And I look at things like Tesla and other things. I see a massive disparity between tangible fundamentals and stock assets. I don't want you to talk about any specific stock, but are you concerned by, by, by um, certain disparities, deltas between amazing prices and kind of trying to grab? The, is that really that valuable? Sure. There's, okay. there's five stocks that I'm the most concerned about. Facebook, uh-huh. Alphabet, Apple, Netflix, okay? <laughs> You're concerned about the masters of the universe the, the, that, that can oh, censor oh, oh, us sorry, sorry, at the drop say, of a hat? Sorry, 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 sorry. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, okay. Google. Okay. Five. The reason is, if you look at those stocks, and again, disclaimer, I own some somewhere, okay? Right. Is right. because if you look at these companies, are they really worth the massive stock price? If you think the disparity on GameStop today is big, take a look at the earnings of Amazon, which barely effectively breaks even. And the what the, the st- guys who've made a killing under COVID barely make it And what break their even? stock is worth. Okay. They make a killing on their stock. On their stock, yeah. Look at these companies. So that's, of course, am I concerned about the overinflation of the stock market? Of course I'm concerned, but actually I'm, I'm bullish on the stock market because I think that the American economy is going to continue to hum unless... Unless the man formerly known as Joe Biden, the president of the United States. We, I want to call him Robinette. I mean, his name is Robinette. Oh, Robinette. Robinette Jr. Unless Robinette, the president. And we, I, I always say we have to be respectful of the office, and I always will. But if, if Biden, the vice president Kamala Harris, Janet Yellen, and all of them, if they mess with the markets, if they mess with the economy... If they do what they're thinking about, which is getting rid of the capital gains tax and taxing everybody the ordinary income of 40%, then you know what? You don't need – I'm not giving anybody any advice, but you're going to see – I think you will then see the stock market plummet 
like the Niagara Falls. And well, no, it will not do it because Steve Forbes, who's as establishment as it gets, <laughs> thinks that somebody who works a you know a job at a steel mill or at a, or at a coal plant or a kid in college aren't smart enough to buy a stock. So I think what your question was is: Is there a problem? To let is there is there a downside to the liberalization of trading? Right, that's what we yeah, asked. Yeah, and and overall the disparity between uh, share value and tangible assets. So the answer there is yes, a problem with disparity. Right. That problem though is driven by the most sophisticated Wharton graduate, <laughs> you know, Harvard Business School trade, you know, traders who are trading not the stocks but the value. And I've talked about this, I think, with you before. The other problem is the automatic trading, yes. which is completely thoughtless. That literally is just, they're not the trading the fundamentals stuff. of the company. Right, right. They're just trading the, the swings. Right. So I have a problem with that. But do I have a problem with Americans being able to oh, buy no, and that. sell stuff? I love, I love that. that. I love that. I'm I in on that. that every day of the week because but, you know what? I like pipelines and I like steel and I like cars right. and I like railways. Right. You know what I mean? As and well. it, brings the, it brings our people into the market. And the more people you can have in the market, the more engaged they are, right. the more engaged they are, the more totally. political they are, and the more political they are, the more Republican they are. Right. right. The, more ve- the more vested you are, the more conservative you are. You, That's a fact. You know the old comment, right? If you're in Churchill, you're, the old right. Churchill, right? To paraphrase, if you're in college and you're a Republican, you've got no heart. If you're working, you've got, you're a Democrat, you've got no, no brain. Really. Pretty apt. Um, okay, let's talk about Biden. Let's talk about the economy. Um, I read this on the show yesterday, and I want to read it to our podcast listeners. Guys, share the podcast. Uh, give us a review. Rate it. Uh, we love you. The Battle for 1600 continues, episode 48. Every week we're going to be here with the Baron. Follow him, Boris uh, EP on Twitter, also Boris Epstein on uh, Instagram. Boris underscore underscore Epstein. same as me, Sebastian underscore Gorka on Instagram, Boris underscore Epstein on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Seb Gorka. That's S E B G O R K A. Only lost 110,000 followers since the inauguration. So you're down 110? 110. I'm down 30,000, which proportions the same amount. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. crazy. So. Follow us because you might have been automatically unfollowed and tell your buddies too. So here's a letter I received. My wife posted it on, on Facebook. She, she got it from a friend. It's from a Keystone Pipeliner. Today's a heavy day. It's hard to believe something I love so much can be taken away by people that have no idea exactly how I make a living. They have no idea the pain and misery sacrifice that comes with this job. This job kept me from being a I'm editing in a little bit. A dirt bag, like a lot of the lower-class kids I grew up with. This job kept me off drugs and out of jail. This job moved me out of the slums. All I had to do was put in my time and give my best. I worked hard to get where I am. Nothing is free or is given on the row, meaning where, you know, he works. You earn it. Every damn bit of it. You work 7 to 12s no matter the weather. You miss holidays, birthdays, ball games. It's not about the money. It's the feeling you get when you and your buds are wringing wet, covered in mud, after a 16-hour shift doing a tie-in. Mr. President, how dare you take that away from me? You're a man that has done nothing but live off my tax dollars. How dare you sell all of us out? How dare you shut down whole communities and make us dependent on foreign oil again? How dare you take food from our families' mouths? How dare you, sir? We know 
Boris, that at least 11,000 people lost their jobs. In Canada, we had Lord Black on the show two days ago. Canada, they've lost lost 47,000 jobs because of the XL shutdown. How many? 47,000 in, in Canada. 11,000. In 11 here. Now, if we look at this politically, I understand the ideological justification, right? The environment, the environment. The what? The environment, the ideological justification. The but, environment, not the environment of people who are jobless. No, not the people who, 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 you, who you will put on, right. on opioids or commit suicide. Not their like, environment. Not, not the Americans. The, right, being, the, the, being the, the Vanuatu's, you know, water levels, right? Uh, let me ask you the, the, the strategic political question. Even ideologically, this doesn't make sense because now you have to truck the oil, okay? So you're actually polluting the air because the oil's going to move, just not through a pipeline. Secondly, who's going to benefit? Venezuela, Russia, and Iran that can actually sell oil because it's going to be more expensive to truck it. And then lastly, Boris... And it, it kills me to say this. This hurts America. What Biden is doing hurts America. But isn't his short-sighted, ideological hostage-taking of himself good for conservatives? Before I answer, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. What are the parameters we're in in terms of language on this <laughs> podcast? Uh, this is on Facebook. Do we have restrictions on Facebook? He's saying he's doing this. My, Biden my... doesn't give a f- Okay, and I, I have never, me and you have been doing this for a long We've time. We've never done that. I have never done that. Okay, question. I don't think he gives a flying hoot on anything. Right. I think he's a senile man. I mean, the video this week of him in, incapable. He's actually talking. To, guys, if you haven't watched it, go find it. He's talking. He's sitting at the executive order de- table, not the resolute one, and he's signing the executive orders, and he tries to put his pen in his jacket pocket, and he says to himself, putting, putting, putting. And, and he's missing his pocket, putting Jack and oh, I'll put it in my pocket. And then he puts it in his pants pocket. This is a guy who could create, who could launch the nuclear missiles. Let's be clear here. So he's, he has no idea what he's signing to begin with. But somebody somewhere is writing the EOs, right? Whether it's Rice. That's White House counsel. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, counsel will, you know, the staff sec will check it. But somebody has the political it. objective. Aren't, aren't they making us stronger? With this stuff, I mean, from the transgender to the XL to DHS saying that we have domestic violent extremists now who who are who are angry with the results of the election, is this good for us? So, I mean, I don't want it to happen. Right, so, a couple of things. First of all, I'll tell you, I'm you know we're pretty strong men, right? And we talk about it. that. Really moved me. Is that, that really, really moved me? You know, and um, it moved me in some ways because when we came to this country, we didn't have a lot. You know, my parents they worked hard. And, and I've worked hard, and you've worked hard, and our families ran away from uh, in a, uh, places of oppression. And this is supposed to be the United States of America. Yeah. And the reason that I curse there is because I do not think, uh, deep in my heart, I do not believe that the Democrats as a whole and the ones in power care. They don't care. For this person. They don't care for this man. They don't care for the families getting destroyed by opioids. They care about some ephemeral thing. And you know what? I love the environment. I do. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I love fresh air. And it's freaking awesome. You know what? But if you are telling me that this man and that 
10,999 others who are now out of a job, yeah. coming home, looking at, looking at their wives, their spouses, their kids in the eye, and saying, I don't know where our next paycheck is coming from. We got through Christmas. I don't know how we're going to get through the next one. And if you're telling me that some ozone thing, the ozone layer, and you know what, YouTube, you can shut me down all you want. (laughs) If you're telling me that the ozone layer or it being a degree hotter, by the way, it's cold as anything outside. I don't know what the hell they're talking about, okay? (laughs) If that's more important than a a little kid. Getting fed. Look at their parents and say, Mommy and Daddy, I've I've got torn socks. Right. I've got torn underwear. Where's it coming from? Right. And I think it's disgusting. I think it's despicable. And and, and I do think that, that long term, at some point, I hope it will make the union, the steel fitters, the pipe fitters who union, endorsed who endorsed Biden, wake the F up. Right. Wake up. But, Wake up. But let me drive you back to the original point. And you're right. Every reasonable person who hears that letter, who sees that viral video of that other steam fitter saying, I'm going to have to, I just bought a car, I got a loan, and I'm going to have to sell it now because Biden got me fired yesterday. Just just incredible. Black pipe fitter. Um, Anybody who's reasonable is angry. But again, and I'm not doing this cynically, I'm doing this, I want to be hopeful. Isn't this good for Team MAGA? Because it has to wake people up, doesn't it? It does. And I think there's been a lot of buyer's remorse in this, Already. In this first week. And you're seeing it all over social media. Even the unions. You're seeing, and the unions. <laughs> well, it, it actually is unconscionable that the unions would even think about voting, voting Democrat, right? Because Democrats want to send our jobs overseas. They're all about globalism, not, not national not security, not, not, not America first. And they're about killing jobs because it makes AOC's Twitter account feel better. Did you see what she tweeted yesterday? What's been about, oh, you go get new jobs? No, she, she said, um, somebody said, oh, my, uh, a journalist said, all these executive orders, they, they look like, like AOC's Green New Deal by stealth. She quote tweets that, and she said, who do you think shaped the dialogue, wink, wink? Right. I mean, the arrogance, the arrogance of the stealth Green New Deal coming in. You know, you know what the thing is? And, and Americans have to remember this. And it's exactly what you're saying. When they tell you who they are, believe them. <laughs> believe and them. That was Wiesenthal, wasn't it? Yes. Simon Wiesenthal, who said, as a survivor of the Holocaust, the, the, the founder of the Wiesenthal Center, when a group of people repeatedly say they want to destroy you, sooner or later, they're going to destroy you. you should listen to them. When they say they're going to get rid of fracking, when they say they're going to get rid of fossil fuel, when they say beef, Beef is bad. No beef. You should start listening to them. Okay, so predictions. I, I, I don't... Here's, can, I, can I say one more thing yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 really, um, it really is important to me. I, Kamala Harris was the co-sponsor of the Green New Deal in the Senate. People yeah. forgot that, right? We are living now in a, in a time where America, I believe, is now governed by people who maybe love the earth, or the world, or the globe, other countries, but they don't love America. And I'm not saying there's. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying they don't. These are not America first people. Clearly, and and that's what we're dealing with. And to your point, my friend, to all of you Republicans, quote unquote, who backed Biden, to all of you people in the center, 
Look around. Look at the fact that your girls are not going to have to compete in sports in high school against naturally born men. There's two genders, okay? Did I, did, can I show you something on that? Sure. My buddy Chris Plant did the math today. The fastest woman in America is um, Alexis or something. Anyway, right. fastest 400-yard dash. Her time, 300 high school sprinters in America run a faster 400 meters than, than the right. fastest professional female athlete. It's just insanity. Just say that again so they see here. 300 high school boys, track and field athletes who are still in high school, run faster 400 meters today than the fastest professional female track and field right. athlete. <laughs> it's like, where, where are the feminists, Boris? Well, what happened to, weren't we supposed to celebrate Kamala Harris being the first female, female. vice president? Do we, Title so, IX is just, just Title IX is gone. Boom, gone. So my point is this, to all of you who maybe were a little offended by President Trump's Twitter account, <laughs> who maybe, you, you know, you got rubbed a little bit the wrong way of him standing up for our country so strongly, just just for, for 10 seconds today, look at yourself in the mirror yes. and thank yourself for the 11,000 men and women yes. who just lost their jobs. For the hundreds of thousands who will lose their jobs, for our for our our young women not being able to compete in sports, well, who will be in danger? young women in restrooms and changing rooms, locker rooms. Who knows? Look around, look around, right. and you have one. Each of you have one person to blame, and that's yourself. I'll add one last thing to that. Um, for those, whether you understand your culpability, if you're one of the people who had issues with the tweets, or whether you're, you're like one of us, you still believe you were loyal, yes. Um, yes. and you want to win, win, win. Here, here's my advice to you. Even in just the first eight days of this administration, uh, who put it on this? Who, who said it's on... Uh, I think it was Victor Davis Hanson said it on our show. Yeah, he did. Joe Biden and the Democrats have created a multitude of new enemies. It's true. In terms of what they've done to it's girls, true. to working class steam fitters, to uh, people working on the border who will be now threatened by the caravans that are coming. They announced today the wall will not be built anymore. Well, that is a huge opportunity for the good guys who love America. These are issues that, on the face of it, are apolitical. Apo you know, the safety of your girls, your girls' track and field future, um, the good jobs for working class men and women are apolitical issues. So now is the time to start reaching out. Remember, 10 million more Americans voted for Donald Trump last year than they did That's four true. years prior. We need to make that 20. We need to make that 30 million, and we can do it. We don't need to, con you know, we love talking to each other. We love talking to, you know, having you guys listen to us, but we've got to step out of the comfort zone. We've got to step out right. of the, 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 the choir box and bring those people in. So when you hear of these issues, whether it's, you know, men in girls' sports, whether it's the, the viral videos of guys losing their jobs, boom, like that, Use it as an opportunity to reach out to people who we can bring aboard. Last thoughts? I love that. I agree with you 100%. And as always, I agree. I want to end with optimism. Yeah. To those of you who love this country, 
to those of you who did lose your jobs on the Keystone Pipeline or will lose them, stay strong. Stay optimistic. Hold the line, as you say, Sebastian. Believe in the promise and the future of America. Do not get down. Do not succumb to to the darker side. God forbid the drugs, the alcohol. Do not use any crutch. Believe in yourself. Believe in America. Capitalize on opportunity. And again, stand strong. God bless you. We love all of you. God bless. Hold the line, my friends. You've been listening to The Battle for 1600.